are you going into the WWE Thunderdome? This and what is AEW doing? All this as we get set for SummerSlam weekend. Coming up, we'll break it down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. If you happen to be listening on Apple, Google, or Spotify for the first time, go ahead, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you drop a five-star rating, folks. So, appreciate everybody out there. Let's get right into it. The WWE has decided that they're going to take a page out of the NBA's playbook. What does that mean? Just like the NBA has virtual fans where you can literally sit on your seat at home while you're watching the game, set up your phone or mobile device or your computer, set your camera on, and be a part of the action, the WWE is doing the same thing as they've moved shows from the Performance Center to Amway Arena right there in Orlando. They are calling it the Thunderdome. So, me being curious, I was wondering, hmm, do I want to partake in this? Let's just see. Let's see how you get registered. So I went on WWE.com. They direct you to it. Go to the Thunderdome. On there, they have a list of rules. So if you haven't done it, let me let you in on it. Give you a brief summary. One, you can't have anything advertised on the commercials. You know, just like when people go to signs like go to the shows. Like I've done it. Held up a Wrestling Realm sign or a podcast sign. You can't have none of that in your background. So you see that poster right there of myself and my brother, the real Dwayne Allen. Nope. Not eligible, no promotion, right? Not even the clock, because that's our logo. Um, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind the belts, except that's a fan do belt right there, the big gold, so they probably wouldn't like that, but they don't want anything. You can't smoke. You can't have other people. So let's just say you um in there, and then you have a party. You can't just bring everybody into your stream. Um, you can't use profanity, and you they want you to be there at all times. You're like, hold up, wait a minute, stop. Here's the thing. I ain't going to lie. When I watch wrestling, whether it's on Monday or Wednesday or Fridays, I'm not sitting there the whole time. I'm going around the house. You know, if it's a match, you know, the wouldn't they say bathroom break? Yes. A lot of times when Seth Rollins is on my television, that's what I'm doing. I'm walking around the house doing something else, fixing food, maybe going to get some ice cream. So that's the thing. You can't have none of that going on. So I do think it's a cool concept. I have a few friends who will be participating. So good luck to them. I can't wait to see. They'll obviously let me know what their experience is like. If you're going to do it, let me know. Do you plan to participate in WWE Thunderdome? Do you plan to take a trip? Let me know uh, Hit in the comments below. Tweet me at Brian H. Waters. You can also tweet the Wrestling Realm or Instagram us at Wrestling Realm. So make sure you do that. Let us know what you plan to 
to do. But let's get right into the action. This past week, Randy Orton, he continues to make himself hated. This time, not only did he take out Drew McIntyre in the end of the show, which led you, leads you to believe, uh-oh, Randy's losing because we all know if you're the last person to go down, you're going to be the one to win the match. But also, he took out the legend, the Hall of Famer, HBK, Shawn Michaels, folks. Now, last week it was Ric Flair. This week it's Shawn Michaels. Randy Orton continues and reminds you that he will always be the legend killer. No matter how much he is, how big of a viper he is, he will always be the legend killer. So, man, you, you think about it and you say, man, Randy continues to be hated. He has found a way. So, I mean, that's why he's one of the best in the game. Bottom line, when Randy Orton is on, and I think that's the common thread. When Randy Orton is on, he is on. Because I can't wait. Let's move on to NXT. Um, it probably won't be the main event, but it's definitely the one match that has the WWE attempting to bring in the casual fan. And that is Adam Cole will be taking on Pat McAfee this Saturday at NXT TakeOver 30. Now, obviously, for those who do not know, TakeOver is every pay-per-view. It's not 30 years of TakeOver. Just got to let some people know. They might not. Um, but it's every pay-per-view that they call it. And this is the 30th one. The most notable one, the one that really put TakeOver on the map was TakeOver Brooklyn. When you had Sasha Banks dropping the title to Bayley, in in my opinion, the greatest NXT women's match of all time. This was also Sasha Banks kind of farewell match. Even I mean, they would have an Iron Man match later, but this was this was it. And we also had Kevin Owens and Finn Balor, a match that a lot of people forget about because of how great Sasha and Bailey was. But nonetheless, um, we have crossover appeal. Now, I wasn't a big fan of this at first, you know, the whole thing. It started on the radio, and it's like, oh, this don't work. I, I, I really, it's hard because it is hard to blend things. But, you know, when Triple H got involved, I think that's what kind of made people realize, all right, folks, this is a work, you know. That's what really did it for a lot of people. But it is what it is. Um, McAfee and... Adam Cole will face off on NXT. We saw McAfee bring in some of his NFL goons, which included AJ Hawk and Darius Walker. And it's like, okay, trying to even the squad. Will they be at takeover? That'll be interesting to see. I mean, we saw this before. Uh, and, and WrestleMania 11, Lawrence Taylor. Now, full disclosure here. At the time of WrestleMania 11, I wasn't the biggest sports fan actually yeah wasn't a big sports fan at all i was just really getting into it wrestlemania 11 i was nine years old so i was becoming a fan of the sport i didn't know lawrence taylor was as big as he is my introduction to lawrence taylor was the royal rumble 1994 so he had steve mcmichael who's with the chicago bears obviously the iconic bears who would later on become a wrestler become united states champion over in wcw he also had Chris Spielman, who didn't know who he was. Reggie White, 
I would learn who he was and learn, like, oh, Reggie White, yeah, he was the guy there. And, you know, obviously learn he was, you know, maybe rest in peace, one of the greatest to ever do it, the minister, as they call him. But this is what WWE is doing. They're bringing on more NFL players to kind of have his back. They may, you may see a punch or two thrown. You know, at WrestleMania 11, you really saw, and leading up to it, Karma, a.k.a. who would later become the Godfather, for you do not know, him and Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, he was just Steve McMichael at the time, really got mixed up. And that was like something they was really trying to create there. And then you listen to Bruce Pritchard. There was an offer on the table for Steve McMichael. However, he took the money and went to WCW. So will we see AJ Hawk or any of the other two guys get in WWE ring? Only time will tell. You know, maybe they get that itch. It's going to be different because they're going to be in the Thunderdome as opposed to being inside of a arena where you'll have that contagious crowd i mean look rick flair can't let it go so that's what i'm looking forward to seeing how do the wwe handle this one um so we'll find out but i'm gonna go ahead and take my first break when i get back obviously we're gonna talk oscar and company but you may remember i did a show earlier this summer right before Juneteenth. It was called The Racial Injustices in Professional Wrestling. Here's a clip I want to take you to if you didn't check it out. And obviously, go back and check out the full show. But here's a clip of my brother, Glenn Thomas, discussing how we've never seen a black million-dollar man. People will put aside their, their feelings and racism and all that for that green. That green dominates any color uh, when, they, when they make it that money. So, but, you know, I think it can happen. We just got to have the, the right pieces in place and got to have the exposure. It's just like the conversation. What if all athletes, all black athletes went to HBCUs? Where would the money go? You know, that is, is that conversation. If all black wrestlers went, left WWE or left AEW or left Impact Wrestling and started their own federation, what kind of uh, impact would it, what kind of impact would you have in a world of professional wrestling? Uh, well, let's be honest. When we go to these shows, when you see a lot of African-Americans who spend a lot of money, uh, African-American kids in the cities they go to who spend money in professional wrestling. So if you took away some of the African-American money, took away some of the African-American thing and moved it into a different federation uh, with all, Afri all African-Americans, I think you could do well, but you just got to be able to put on a good product. And, you know, and that's the thing. You got to have a good product, got to have the characters, you got to have the, uh, People, people that people can buy into, but also you can develop those characters. We can see something we ain't never seen. You know, it's today, it's 2000, it's 2020, and we've never seen a dude like a million dollar, never seen a black million dollar man character. <laughs> you got, we've never seen somebody like JBL, <laughs> you know. When the last time an African-American guy came in the arena with a limousine, the closest we had was MVP, you know what I'm saying? But you don't see that. And so, you know, when you look at that, I think it depends on how a promoter does it. And also learn the history of wrestling as well. You talk about one of the largest shows ever put on was done by a black booker, uh, Ernie Ladd. You know, when he booked him at Junkyard Dog down in New Orleans, down in Mid-South. And, you know, when you talk about this is a white man's sport, go back and do the history of professional wrestling. It was only allowed. All right, folks. So that was Wrestling for the Culture. Make sure you check that out as I highlight the professional wrestlers of color it's a playlist. We got, you know, we got the things organized for you on our YouTube page. Shout out to Real Dwayne Allen for making sure we had to have that. We got things organized. So we got season one, we got season two, season three, four, and then we got wrestling for the culture. We got promos. So all kinds of crazy cool stuff. We even got a thing called Realm on the Road. Yeah, Realm on the Road. So um, give me the book. 
So it's a lot of cool stuff right there on our channel that I encourage you to check out. It's official. Sasha and Bayley will both be defending their WWE Women's Championships, their Women's World Titles at SummerSlam. They will not be defending the tag titles, however. The tag titles will be defended next week at WWE Payback. But they will defend the world titles. And they have the same opponent in a different match. Don't like it at all. Both of them will be defending the title against Oscar. Oscar won a women's battle royal on uh, SmackDown this past Friday. Uh, outlasted Naomi, Lacey Evans, and so many more to earn a spot and take on Bailey for the title. And you see some of the dissing, you know, when after it was over. So let's go back to Raw last week, right? In order for uh, Oscar to face Sasha, she had to beat Bailey. She did. Then she entered the battle royal. So now she'll face Bailey again. Bailey looks worried. And she said, well, at least I'll be fighting for something. And Sasha looked at her like, what you mean? At least you'll be fighting for something. You was fighting to protect me. But they had, you know, it's little jabs here and there. But I really don't like the fact that they are doing this. I think, you know, let them enjoy running the world with no, no signs of dissemination. Let them reach their strongest points. And that's what I'm really, like, worried about, that one of them is going to lose the title. I personally would love to see both of them hold on to the championships. We saw Asuka and I think it was Asuka and Shayna Baszler team up to go against uh, Sasha and Bayley. They were victorious. But I would like to see them go ahead and hold on to the titles. Uh, a lot of people are saying Sasha's going to win. Some people say Bayley's going to win. Only time will tell. But we do know that Sasha will go against, um, you know, uh, Bayley has agreed that she will take on Sasha first. So that's going to be, I mean, Bayley has agreed that she's going to take on Asuka first. And she's going to be her. And all Sasha's going to have to do is go right in there and get the one, two, three. So we'll see. Only time will tell. This does kind of make you worry. Sasha doesn't keep the world title long. Some people said maybe it's an ongoing joke from Vince McMahon. So who knows? But let's move on. Um, it's official. The finals are set for the AEW Women's Tournament. The winner gets a trophy, and that is the Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy Rhodes, will be taking on Eva Lise and Diamante. You know, I, I've said it over and over again. I'm just not buying Brandy Rose. I want to root for her, but I'm just not buying her. I don't know. And quite frankly, I, I feel like Allie's too good for this. If you watched her on Independence, if you watched her in Impact, you know she can work. I really liked her with Butcher and a Blade. I don't know why that was broken up, but we'll see. Um, I would, I think right now she could be the face of AEW's women's wrestling. You, you look at her, I think she's better than Britt Baker on all 
in every way, shape, or form. So why isn't she being given the torch instead of then Britt Baker, instead of then being put in this tag match? Uh, but I think it's obvious, and I think just because of that, they may swerve us. But I do think it's obvious Brandy and Ali will win this. Uh, but for those who do not know, AEW will take place this Saturday night instead of Wednesday because during their time slot, the NBA is running the playoffs. So... Therefore, TNT had to shift them. So I do wonder if AEW was bringing in WCW numbers. Now, granted, TV is different, folks. TV is a lot different than it was then. But if AEW was bringing in TNT's uh, Monday Nitro numbers, would it have been moved or would uh, Turner Network say, look, we like the NBA, but we're going to put that on NBA TV or we're going to put it on TBS? It, it just makes you wonder. That's all. Or maybe they would have said the ESPN. Let us get the Monday, the Tuesday and Thursday. And y'all have the Monday and Wednesday. I don't know. But it's just something to think about. But nonetheless, I know the WWE got moved with and USA wanted to do the dog program, dog show. And they got moved, which Vince McMahon wasn't a fan of that at all. So it's just something to think about as, you know, thinking about TV. Um, <sighs> Bianca Belair, she has had it. She uh, really put a beating on Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega, it was official. She got caught. She was the one who poisoned Montez Ford. I, I don't like what they did. I would have, I wouldn't have wanted to see the match with Bianca and Zelina last week. Let her keep denying it, and then when Bianca finally gets her hands on it, it's so much pent up aggression. Because like, not only did I let you slide, but you lied to me. Now I'm really going to take care of you. I, I, I would have did it that way. But, you know, coming up this Sunday, we got Angel Garza and Andrade taking on the Street Profits. I think Garza and Andrade wins. I just think the way everything's going, I think they will get it done and become the new tag team champions. I just hope Bianca doesn't get lost. You know, she was in the Battle Royal uh, on SmackDown. She was, you know, pretty much manhandled Tamina. Which is good, but I just hope she doesn't get lost in the shuffle. WWE has a star on their hand. She has the crossover appeal. So I really hope they see what they have. Let's move on to Raw Underground. I actually like something from it this week. We saw Dolph Ziggler take on one of the uh, Viking Raiders. And for those people know, Dolph Ziggler is a shooter. He's one of the best in the, you know, one of the best on the roster. He is legit. As a wrestler, he knows what to do. And he went out there and, you know, using that wrestling style and was able to take down the big guy. So it makes it interesting because WWE does have some legit shooters there, meaning they can really hurt you. So that was interesting to see. But we also saw Shayna Baszler. Um, she went out there and then she brought out Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. And I might have said that wrong. But nonetheless, we saw the three of the four horsewomen of MMA, and I like them introducing them in this style. What this does is this gets us to a point where we can eventually get that dream matchup. Now, it won't be four on four, folks. You have to remember, Ronda Rousey's out. Could be coming back, maybe, maybe not, but we do 
you know, I do know she had posted that she had, was having an impregnation. She was trying to get pregnant. Becky Lynch is pregnant. So when uh, Charlotte comes back, we could have Charlotte and Bailey. And, I mean, yeah, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha taking on Shayna and her ladies. That would be great somehow, some way. Obviously, you know, the jabs are still being thrown online. So maybe it's not lost. It probably won't be the form four dream match at Survivor Series that everybody wants to see. But we can probably get uh, get it out somehow. I don't want to say the time is ticking. But how long would we care about this? You know what I mean? And the, the big thing everybody's saying, those girls aren't ready. Those girls aren't ready. Those girls aren't ready. Well, now they're in the WWE, sort of on the main roster. I don't want to see this happen on Raw Underground, but I want to see if the WWE will take it there. Um, I got to mention this. Uh, Raw was very disrespectful to the women. During the match between Mickey James and Natalia. You, you got a story there where you have Natalia and Lana having a friendship. So it wasn't just a throwaway match. And then you got Mickey James. Natalia and Mickey James are two legends, future WWE Hall of Famers without a shadow of a doubt. But then you have Seth Rollins come out there, interrupt, and going at Samoa Joe. And obviously this is leading more about the feud with Dominic and Rey Mysterio. And I just felt that that was completely disrespectful. Why would you even do that? You've got these ladies in the ring, but then you got... These guys doing that. Like, it's enough time on TV. There was no reason for that at all. And and quite frankly, I don't care about Ray and Dominic. I just don't. Um, maybe because I was never the biggest Ray Mysterio fan. I know some people are. I mean, I like him. He was cool. Rooted for him when he uh, wanted to win the WWE Championship. The, I mean, the world title for Eddie. Uh, rooted for him when he fought the Miz for the WWE Championship, even though he probably had one of the shortest reigns in history. Uh, you know, maybe the second, second or third shortest reigns in history, but nonetheless, like I, I don't care. So who knows? But um, let's talk about the hurt business. Hurt business got some gold around their waist again as <laughs> um Shelton Benjamin defeated Kira Tozawa after he somehow defeated our truth during the night. That's why I couldn't be on Thunderdome because I probably got up when it happened. But uh, he was able to win the title. And one of the things that we saw is MVP still trying to recruit Cedric Alexander. And I would like to see him do it. It kind of, but you know what? We see that. But maybe, maybe the recruitment is in Ricochet. It takes me back to SummerSlam 19. 1994. If you remember, Ted DiBiase was trying to get Lex Luger in the corporation. Tatanka and Lex Luger were okay, they were cool. But Tatanka kept saying, Lex, you're selling out. And Lex kept saying, I'm not selling out the whole nine. They went back and forth. Well, guess what? We they had a match. And during the match, it was Tatanka that sold out. Now, we don't see um, Cedric and Ricochet back and forth, but borrowing something that 90, well, I'd say 85% of the WWE Universe won't remember, this would be a great time to use that concept. I do think a heel Ricochet would be fun to watch. 
seeing him in the Hurt Business. But also, I would personally, I wouldn't mind seeing both of them. I want to see what MVP is going to do. Uh, I think all people know that he this is his way of uh, helping out the black wrestlers. And why not? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to bring attention to it that they're all black. It's kind of like the second part of the nation. They didn't really bring much attention to it like the first one. But it was still, you know, still fun to watch. So, who knows? So, I'm going to go ahead and take my final break. Um, you may have seen it. You may not. Um, but check out the DX promo. Here's a small clip. When I get back, we'll go around the net. Now you're just trying to put yourself up, bro. What are you talking about? Be the mark for the business right now. now you trying to say I don't have love for the business? You're clearly you're working. Now, nobody's working you. So now you're a booker? No. I'm about to bury you like you bury me on your show every week. Continue. We will no longer use these these terms. And as a matter of fact, not only will we be using these terms, we're going to use whatever terms that we want, when we want, how we want, where we want, and whatever we decide to do so. Because in case you haven't noticed, we are the wrestling room. Mm -hmm. And we do what we want, we go what we want, we say what we want. We're not run by anybody, we're not owned by any networks. We say whatever we gotta say. And guess what? If you're not down with that, we just got two words for you. Subscribe. Around the Net brought to you by B Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high quality pictures, you want professional quality, simply go on Instagram at B Waters Productions and visit www.brianhwaters.com to book B Waters Productions for your event. All right, so make sure you check out all the content from B Waters Productions around the net this week, folks. Unfortunately, we almost had a tragedy on our hands. Sonya Deville um, was stalked by an individual who had been stalking her Instagram. And it came out when the, the, uh, that the police arrested somebody on Sunday morning around 2.30. Uh, she was with a friend, and this person sent these creepy messages. I'm not even going to put them on the screen. But there were some really creepy messages. And when she went and got his name, she after the police report had been filed, she looked through her Instagram and looked through... And saw like in so you have requests and you got another folder so people don't follow you all your stuff will go to that folder so that's Instagram's way of keeping things private um so that's why you may wonder sometimes when you um send a celebrity a DM why they might not respond well Sonia revealed that, you know, when she looked through, she said this guy has been sending her messages pretty much for the past year and a half. And when they got him, you know, she was able to get out of the house. But he said, I'm going to kill the person who was with you, who was Mandy Rose. But he also said things like, you know, we should be together. And this is just so creepy and it's so scary. And, and you know, Internet protection. you got to be careful, you know, people. You got to make sure you protect yourself. There's some weird people out there and just 
wrestling fans, man, this is what really sucks because like nobody deserves to go through that. Leave people alone. It, 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 leave people alone. It's enough people out here that you don't have to stalk people. You know, it, it's it's just so sickening. Uh, thank God that you know she had an alarm system. The alarm system triggered that somebody was at the house and. You know, they found him in the bushes and they said inside his car he had duct tape and zip ties. So he was really ready to go do some damage. And it's just so unfortunate because we could very well be having a much different conversation. So thank God that is not the case. Um, on to something that's not really, you know, not a lighter note or whatever. Triple H says the Velveteen Dream is innocent. Not sure if I believe that, but um, the Velveteen Dream, and you know, he's officially going to take over as he was victorious on NXT Wednesday night, or when he defeated Finn Balor. So he will be challenging for the North American Championship, looking to regain his the title. Uh, you may know that he was accused of sending inappropriate messages to an underage young man. And, you know, making promises, there was a video, I mean, a picture, and a video with his voice on it, and his promises in the DMs, and he could get that person in WWE. Of course, they played the I've Been Hacked and all this other stuff, but it's just unfortunate. Um, and I think the thing is that it just makes you wonder if the WWE is really taking it serious. That's the thing. Like, are they really taking it serious? Who knows? You know, I could be wrong, but I'm just, I just think this is hogwash, to be honest with you. So, <sighs> only time will tell. And last but certainly not least, um, it is rumored that Renee Young's contract is up with the WWE and she will not be re signing, folks. She will be. And a lot of people are automatically saying, oh, she's going to AEW for obvious reasons. Her husband, John Moxley, the AEW world champion, is over there. But, you know, she's also somebody, when you really look at her line of work and look at her body of work, Renee Young could very easily be in on ESPN, CBS. She could go anywhere. I remember I tweeted this at those wrestling girls. Um, I remember when I first heard of her, she was Renee Paquette. Um, going by her natural name, she was on the score right after wrestling, which later on became, I forgot what the other show became, but it was on the score and it was a Canadian station, but they used to be on, it used to be an Apple podcast and it was former referee, uh, WWE referee, Jimmy Corderas, you may know he refereed the main event of WrestleMania 24 with Edge and The Undertaker, but, um, yeah, him and Arto Cow. Arto used to work for the WWE. He used to be a backstage personality on NXT, I believe. Or maybe did some digital stuff. But nonetheless, he, um, him and Renee Young, uh, that's where I first heard her. She would be make appearances on their show. Next thing I know, she was in the WWE. He was in the WWE. Uh, so, but um, if this is it for her, congratulations. She realized the dream of hers. Going to the WWE, the first woman to ever call a show on Monday Night Raw. That is huge. That is very huge. Uh, she also, you know, did a lot. And then, you know, she was on Fox. Now, unfortunately, the show, WWE Backstage, got canceled, I believe. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Um, I just think it was on a bad time slot. I think 
maybe if it was on earlier, if you could have sold people in at 10 o'clock or maybe it was on Saturday morning. I don't know. I'm not really sure where you put the wrestling content. Um, but, you know, big props to Fox. They tried. They constantly show WWE shows. They show SummerSlam. They've shown WrestleMania. So uh, big props to them for showing a lot of wrestling content during the pandemic. So, um, but folks, that will do it for this episode of Bring It Down with Brian H. Um, I got some cool stuff coming up. We know this is SummerSlam week, so there will also be a SummerSlam Moments show. Now, you may say, what's SummerSlam Moments? Well, everybody does top SummerSlam matches, worst SummerSlam matches, favorite SummerSlam matches. I'm just going to talk about some moments that I, that just stick out. You know, I'm just going to have a conversation. Just talk about some moments that stick out, so make sure you check that out. I'm also going to do... A SummerSlam, the Women of SummerSlam show. So make sure you check that out as well. That will be coming up uh, this week before we head into SummerSlam weekend. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you tell a friend about it. Let them know. We got you covered here at the Wrestling Realm. Until the next time, folks, as always, thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.